This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Ian. Oh, God. Ian. We are in the Detroit airport on our way home from Watkins Glen. We are hi to the people. We are Team Clear Coat. We're an automotive podcast. We are, and uh, we did. We just completed a weekend with Chump Car at uh, Watkins Glen, and uh, we are for some reason recording in the airport. And you are listening to this uh, on the Friday ish, right after we get we get done. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, Ian and I traveled to upstate New York to mm-hmm. go to Watkins Glen, a historic track. Fantastic yes. track. Uh, what were you saying about uh, track history? That basically it was, you know, it was the home of Formula One in the U.S. for years, uh, for a couple decades, and uh, they've raced every single kind of car you can think of there. From you know NASCAR is still raced there to IMSA to uh, Formula One, IndyCar, uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's just a legendary, historic track. They used to do a Grand Prix downtown, um, you know, and they had, you know, people like John Surtees race there and Mario Andretti race there with F1. Like, it's it's a legit historic racetrack in the U.S. Um, and I think, you know, that and Laguna Seca are probably the two most, like, iconic tracks in the U.S. Um, so to get to chance to drive there was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful track. It's an adorable little uh, town. Yes, the, the town of Watkins Glen is is really cute. You want to give a shout out to the donut shop? Oh yeah, uh, last day here, I got a got donuts from Toby's T O B E Y, uh, Toby's Donut shop i think and uh it was fantastic uh don't go to dunkin donuts here uh there's no point when toby's is balling so hard uh they were yeah. legit they were yeah. they were really good fantastic donuts yeah um and a pretty good like apple fritter thingy right? yeah they have this weird apple fritter uh thing called like an apple cartwheel that has uh apples walnuts and sharp cheddar cheese in it but like it's just a tiny bit of cheese and it's Fantastic! It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. loved it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ian drove cars and I eat donuts. Yeah, <laughs> on brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so we recorded a bit about uh, about the test and tune day. You and I sat next to each other in bed. Correct. Uh, and uh, recorded. Yes. Among other things. Yep. Right. Yep. So yeah. They all rhyme with snuggling. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so we... <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. Just, okay. Just, just okay. go with it. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a great... It was a great trip. Um, Friday, I think, you know, our expectations for the Test and Tune Day were uh, not quite lived up to by the reality of the Test and Tune Day. Uh, I don't think we got that much information out of it. Uh, and I think I only got like nine laps or something correct um so it it was it was okay um but i I, yeah it's better than zero laps i i I think uh from my perspective my main concern going into it was whether or not the car would be reliable right Mm -hmm. and i think you know we we had all three drivers in your father craig and you Mm -hmm. um turn nine laps a piece right and 
w there was a second test and tune session that we opted to not do in the name of not wanting to put additional wear and tear on the car because who right. knows, right? Well, and the, and the, the, the sessions were so kind of all over the place with how much you could actually drive because people were like, uh, it was supposed to be point by passing on the straights and some people were just not doing that. Uh, we were trying to stay, stick with that. But then people weren't giving point buys either. So, and then you had other people who were just ignoring it and blasting around you at forty miles an hour difference. And it was just, it wasn't. It we weren't getting that much information um, out of doing it. So it was more just to get track layout, get a little bit of you know like, oh, I think I can do this there, and you know that sort of thing. Right. Right. Look at the curbs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. So. We'll go ahead and go to our impressions after test and tune day now. Oh, and we don't have video from that uh, because you don't want video of the two of us in bed together. No. No, you, no one wants that. And uh, yeah, so you're just going to look at the Team Clear Coat logo during that. So, bye. Ian. Dave. I'm tired. Yeah, you are. I'm exhausted. Yeah. You again look like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you uh i also another side effect of me getting very tired and slurring my speech i should say a side effect in addition to in addition to that is me telling really bad jokes yep they just show up all of a sudden i turn into like a dad in pleated khakis yeah they're... or a dad in jorts Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just make puns. Yeah, and you're really pleased with yourself? No, other people laugh. And then I tell them to not support that behavior of my own. What? Exactly. <laughs> Ian, this is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. It is. Um, so, uh, we just got done with our test and tune day yep. here at Watkins Glen. We did. Uh, how did the day go for you? Oh, the day went fantastic for me. It was um, pretty easy, right? I mean, there wasn't much to, there wasn't much going on. This, this is like, so this race day so far is that, is like that time that you and I have had with both of our cars, you and the R32, me and Dusty Rusty, mm -hmm. where things are going well. But suspiciously but so. suspiciously so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> suspiciously is really a good one to uh, highlight the slurring of, of tired Dave's speech. Suspiciously. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we don't really want to say anything about how well it's going. But right? this is what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're talking about it, so we kind of have to. Into a recorder. Yeah, yeah. we're documenting it. But so... Personally, my day went very well. There were just a couple little tweaks, um, some kind of prevented, preventative tweaks to the car. Um, the fuel lines on the driver's side could shake just a touch. So we, we tightened them down. I drilled a couple holes, inserted some zip ties, used some uh, vacuum line mm -hmm. to, uh, to kind of pad it. To pad it, exactly. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have been able to land on that word on my own uh, because it's it, it's been, nearly 10 o'clock. Yeah, it, I know. Yeah, but it, I had a really rough night of sleep last night. Um, so hopefully I can sleep better this evening. Um, but yeah, so the day for me went really well. Um, you know, yeah, it's it, but we we just have that ingrained muscle memory in us, like that ingrained like right. fear of, oh, things are going too good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and nothing, nothing, nothing went poorly. We um, 
we we basically just did the morning or the early afternoon session. We yeah, some running from, around from to one to three. We had some running around to do this morning because, yep. mm-hmm. as always, you forget stuff or you yep. realize, oh, we need this little piece of hardware or exactly. Oh my god, it's going to rain. We haven't replaced the wiper blades in ten years. Yeah, um, right, those, right. Those sorts of things. Yeah. Um. So we had to do some of that this morning, and then we had a session from one to three. Uh huh. And we got all three drivers in. Um, for our first ever laps of Watkins, Watkins Glen. Glen. Yeah, so so let's not bury the lead here. Tell me about what it was like to drive Watkins Glen. And, and, and I just want to say this before, like your requirements were you just wanted some laps at Watkins Glen in a well-running car in the when the track was dry. Yeah. that was That's like bucket list checklist, yes. right? I should have said clean laps because it was – so what Chump Card decided to do today was uh, do um, uh, it's like a point by yep. test and tune day. So they had like three passing zones basically, and it was supposed to be by point by uh, passing, and it was supposed to be you know you're supposed to run it you know seventy percent sort of thing. Right. Um, I I don't think you can tell people who drive race cars to run at seventy percent. No. So what happened? What ended up happening was that like. Nearly everybody was doing the point by thing. Right. Uh, m- most people were running at 70 to 80%. But then you had like a half dozen people who just weren't bothering yeah. with any of that shit. And yeah. were just on it. And so you ended up at like, you know, the top of the S's, these huge speed. Dur- I mean, you saw that on the video. Yeah. There was one guy who split me in another car and his speed. Dur- he was probably doing 40 miles an hour faster than we yeah. were yeah the, the speed differential was huge and he just threaded the needle between you two guys yeah into the corner into the corner in a place when you, where you were not supposed to pass yeah it was yeah. it was pretty sketchy um but um but yeah and the, and the, there, there was a lot of traffic especially yeah. from for my stint for whatever reason but right um but it was the track is awesome it's yeah. so great and my dad said, it, like, it really rewards smoothness. Okay. Um, especially that the really iconic section of the S's. It's right. like, it's so, um, it's fast and smooth. It's, the track is faster than I thought it was going to be. Okay. All like, right. I'm faster in more places. Like, our, the mid-speed corner is faster than I thought it was going to be in most places. From And so we've recorded some video. We'll have that on YouTube of you oh God. running at Watkins Glen. We'll cut something together. But, um, you know, from the car that was inside the camera. Wow. The ca- I'm sleepy. The camera that was inside the car. Yeah. Ian. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But uh, I think one of the things that really stood out to me was that you spent a lot more time in fourth gear than I thought you would. There were a lot more fourth gear corners. Well, there's a lot of places where I should have been in fourth gear, where I was like right at the top of third. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, it is a, it's a much faster track than, than I was kind of anticipating from. Right from watching videos and yeah. and doing the simulator work. And and I think when you look at a, a map of it, the scale doesn't translate in your mind. Yeah. When you look at Some it drawn out, like they should be slower than they right. are. Right. And it the the entire thing looks smaller, which makes it seem tight and technical. Yeah. But it, it but it's a track that uses its own inner space very efficiently. Yeah. Then kind of folds back into itself. Yeah. And so it's a compact kind of area of land. 
Right. But it's uh, but it's actually a really big area of land with a lot of track in it. Yeah, and it, it it's like more open than it looks. So it's yeah. like it's pretty, pretty like fast and flowing. Yeah, yeah. It's more how I would describe it. And it could, and part of that is that our car is not fast. So like if you're here with like you a know seven hundred horsepower car, right? If you're those watching, corners are going to rush up on you every time over and over again. Right, right, right. So like if you're watching the NASCAR version, it probably doesn't seem like it's a fast flowing, right, right track, but. You know, for our 180 horsepower car. Yeah. And I think that that would be a good topic for our podcast to touch on at some point is having that kind of um, that perimeter of tracks and activities that are are within what you want to do in the automotive community Mm -hmm. and knowing like what a what the horsepower or what type of car would be the most fun, not necessarily the fastest for those kinds of things. Right. Right. Because I I think like a car that would perform very well at high planes and be really fun at high planes mm-hmm. would not necessarily be very fun here and vice versa. Oh, yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have to think about that. Yeah. But I think, you know, kind of the speed class that we're in uh-huh. is definitely very fun. Right. Because like, yeah. you can really just, you're, you're flat through yeah. a lot of the track. Right. Which is, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for tomorrow, even though there's like a hundred and there's a hundred and six cars, maybe no 105. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did see one, uh, person in a Mercedes Benz kind of biff it while your dad was out. Yeah. Uh, we caught their wreck in the action cam. Yeah. And, uh, they went into the wall, but everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you catch which turn that was? That was, uh, the bus, it was into the bus stop. So oh, it's not, it's not numbered. Wow. Um, wow! But yeah, okay. it was into the into the bus stop. Shoot! Yeah, they just overcooked it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm, so let me talk through the lap really quick. Yeah, sure. So if you look at a map of Watkins Glen, so turn one, yeah, um, is much less terrifying than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, it 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 is a right left. It's a it's a right it's a right hander. You know, off of the second longest straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you get into and, what is, and it goes downhill a little bit, right? Yeah. It's downhill. You crest into the braking zone and mm-hmm. you start going downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a dramatic crest. It's kind of mm-hmm. the track just kind of falls away from right. the straight. But we did hear a lot of tire screeching there because I think a lot of people were not anticipating that the suspension was going to get a bit unloaded. Right. Well, yeah. and it, the, part of it is that it's, it's, it's sort of like it's off camber and then flattens in the in by the apex. Yeah, which is it's kind of a weird angle when you first turn in. Uh-huh. And so if you trail brake at all there, your outside front tire is really loaded up, which means yes. it unloads the front, the inside front. And so you would see a lot of people locking the inside front yeah. wheel into that corner. Um, so you really got it. And this track really, it feels like most places you really got to just break in a straight line yeah yeah um because it can get pretty tricky so then from there you are immediately looking at the s's which is turns two three four um and that's an uphill turn complex yeah so it's two is to the right three is to the left and four is to the right again and when we say the s's it's actually spelled out e-s-s-e-s yeah 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 um yeah that that section is it's like a little mini or rouge. Yeah. Like it's, it's super fast. 
Um, and you know, it narrows around turn three, like the, the barriers get pretty close in. Yeah. Um, because I think that's where the tunnel for the track is. Yeah. 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 And so like, if you, if you don't, if you don't carry speed out of one, right. You're really screwed. Cause it's a really dramatic rise. It's like yes. 130 feet. I yep. think, uh-huh. um, from the bottom of turn one to the, to the top of the bus stop. Right. So you get up. Uh, through the S's and there's a, 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 and that's pretty much flat. Like right. it should be, if you get the line, mm-hmm. right, it's yeah. pretty much, it, yeah. it is flat through there. And then you then approach a bus stop chicane, which is really fun. And honestly, the Maserati feels awesome there. Right. It okay. does. It does that little change of direction uh-huh. just so well. It really, oh, nice. okay. it really is pretty nimble at, with like those smaller inputs yeah. at higher speeds, it really does that oh, wow. okay. really well. That's really cool. Yeah. And like okay. you're immediately confident in it. Wow. In a way that like some of those faster 90 degree corners, you're not. Okay. So gotcha. that, just that little bit of lock, that really little flick, it's, uh-huh. it, it dances right there. It's oh, great. nice. Okay. It feels really good. And then um, turn five is a little carousel um, to the to the right after the after the bus stop. Um, and that one I feel like is going to be a mess because first of all, everybody's going to be compacted after going through the bus stop and then you're like right. right into the carousel and you have, you know, in these grassroots things you have, you have fast rear wheel drive cars, you have yep. front wheel drive cars that are slower and, and fast front wheel drive cars. Yeah. And so those, those really long sweepers, you end up with like tons of different lines through there yeah yeah exactly because a different line for every type of car right a, d- a different speed right yeah. and then yeah. it's like do you want to pass a front wheel drive car on the outside of a- no right exactly right <laughs> so yeah you you end up playing that game of like what is going to happen with this person it, it's a little bit of chess yeah yeah a little bit right um um so then uh you go uh down a chute it's called the chute to turn six and that's the start of the boot. Okay. Um, and that is, um, right. Is that, am I thinking about that? Right. Oh, no, I'm confusing myself. Turn six. If only there was some kind of technology device that we could use to look up the map of the track and have that presented in front of us to our face. I know, I know. And, and I yeah. actually have it up right in now. In a browser tab. I already had it up. I took the liberty of tattooing the chest, uh, tattooing the track onto my chest. Oh, the five is the, is the carousel. And so that's to the right. Oh, and then six is the toe. Is coming the, into the is the, is the shoe is the yeah, going towards the toe yeah so that's the uh oh that's the one that's downhill that's really tricky so it's okay. it's uh that short little shoot and it's you're basically facing uh a flag stand um and that's where the the nascar track kind of shoots off to the right right and you have a a left hander that's downhill yes um off camber a little off camber and it's, 
I, I finally figured that one out. And I, okay. think, I, I think that was what Craig was like. Yeah, oh, I have a you good ha- line through there. Yeah, you have a visual indicator of where you sh- should start your turn in. Yeah, it's the, the, there's like tall fencing behind the arm cone. When I can see, when I can pick that up visually, that's when yeah. I know I need to turn in. Nice. And that gets me to where I need to go. When we were reviewing the, the footage from the action cam, yeah, you had that line nailed. Yeah, I felt really good yeah. through there. Yeah. Uh, eventually. And then, um, so and then turn seven is down to the toe, which so there's like a, a little long section that looks like a little boot. Yeah. So this is in the boot, and that's um that that corner is a lot of fun. You can carry a ton of speed through there. It reminds me a lot of how high plains drift. Right. It, it yeah. It's even on though camber, uphill. Y- yep. Yep. And overall, it's a uh, hundred and eighty degrees, but but still, it's, right. Yeah. But it like it kind of gradually opens. Yeah, it does, and you have to trust that the road will be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a theme around here. Like it seems like a lot of the corners look scarier on entry than yeah. they are. Yeah. Um. Um, except for one corner, which is just scary. And uh, so then you go down to the heel, which is, so there's a quick little turn um, number eight. Yeah. There's a little short, uh, uh, short straight there down to turn eight, which is uh, the a, a downhill, uh, right hander, mm-hmm. um, that does open on exit, which is nice. But then you're climbing up yep. to turn nine, which is really pretty scary. So turn nine, it gets narrower, narrower, and right, it tightens. And as you as you go through the corner, if you get it right, even if the with a really late apex, that arm coat comes up. Yeah, at the you. wall is right there. It's yeah. right there. At one point, when you're coming into the turn, you are ninety degrees from the arm coat. Yeah, you're just you are straight perpendicular. Right yeah, you are heading straight into a wall, and it looks like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah. you're, you just kind of have to be like, okay, this yep. is gonna, yep. this is what, what we're doing now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, I'm, you know, definitely, uh, holding back there. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a scary corner. Yeah. Um, I, I would rather see, personally, like, sitting outside, I, w- I would rather see you hold back on a corner, not because of confusion or anything like that. I'd rather see you hold back on a corner in the interest of your own personal safety. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. yeah, because you have it figured out. Like yeah. you know, when you when you're on the track, you know what the right line is, right? right. And you can take that same line just a touch slower, knowing break what a you're little supposed bit to do and doing right. it is are two different things. And it, right, right. And I, I have problems. That, with that separates you from every single person on a message board. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so after turn nine, after you, uh, regain your breath from going, <gasps> yeah, exactly. Uh, you have, you have turn 10, which is a really fast corner. Um, it's the penultimate, uh, so it's a left-hander. It's left less hand. than 90 degrees. It's yep. a little less than 90 degrees and it's really pretty wide. There's a lot of runoff. Yep. Uh, and the curb is pretty low. So you can, you can really carry some speed through there. Uh, and then get set up for the last corner, corner turn 11, which is basically just a 90-degree right-hander back yep. out of the front Pretty straight. basic. And the the tricky part with that one is because that's where the uh, – is that where the pit lane starts? Yeah, that's where the pit yeah. lane is. So, so we, we're going to talk to uh, – at the driver's meeting tomorrow, we're going to find out what the protocol is for that because the pit lane is on the inside of that turn. And some people today during test and tune – um, we're coming in from the far outside of the track, the far left-hand side, and then just 
running into the pit lane and then sometimes coming out of the pit lane as they're going through the turn and then deciding to pit in. And so uh, if there's one thing that spells disaster on a racetrack, it's unpredictable behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, hopefully things will get sorted out with uh, the officials for that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I actually, I felt, you know, better in the car than I thought I was going to the, you know, a little bit of simulator time and right. a lot of time watching videos really did make, really did help a lot yeah, for like, yeah. I'm not starting from nothing. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it made, it made, it made it so I could make the most of the few laps that I did get. Right. You know, cause right. I really only got a handful. Yeah. You got nine laps. Yeah. 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 And we have it all on video, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have your dad's laps on video after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. So tomorrow, tell me your thoughts going into tomorrow and stop making that noise with your phone. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah. Tomorrow, I just hope that, you know, we don't get, we don't get jammed up with. Yeah. Traffic is the primary concern. The quantity of traffic. Well, you know, I don't, I hope we don't get, you know, roped into someone else's. Yep mistake you know that's the that's the primary concern because it is it did rain this evening Mm -hmm. so the track is going to be green the weather has constantly been changing since we've been here it's It's raining it's not it's raining it's not yeah yeah it hasn't poured yet but it's it's come down a couple times pretty good yeah it was greasy for a few of my laps yep yep Uh, there was was, a mist in the air and on the windshield yeah um so i just hope that you know somebody doesn't completely blow a braking zone and right. plow into, you know, the back of somebody else before I get to drive. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. And I'm curious to see what, you know, the top of the S is. Yeah. With that speed differential between, between, you know, us Saturn. Right. And, you know, some of those like, like that, the, the uh, firebirds. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. The Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty crazy. There's uh there's quite a bit more money out at this one than we saw at Road America. Yeah. That's been the big thing that I've noticed is yeah. that there are still, you know, like a bunch of people like that are like us where it's just kind of a mm-hmm. a ragtag group of folks, right. you know, that you can tell like, you know, we're not made of money. Yeah. You know. Um and then there's the people with the semi truck yeah, rigs, like so legit like, Freightliner semi trucks with yeah. the, the the lift that puts you know the car inside mm-hmm. and and the nice like you know basically like an F one trailer. I swear. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is a big difference out yeah. here. It seems like. Yeah, and I feel like there's a better, a bigger variety of cars here. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah, know, the the Road America race was two basically. sobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Road America was like. It was like E30s. Yes. E30 M3 or, uh, you know, BMWs just everywhere. Right. Acura Integra's E30s. Yeah. yeah. And here, it seems there's a they're lot They're there, but there's, there's a, some there's a Porsche 928 here. Yep. There's a Peugeot 405. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The two Saabs. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, a couple of DSM guys uh-huh. here. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot of BMWs, but... Yeah. But yeah. That's it's par a, for the course. It's a pretty wide... Wide range of stuff. BMW 635 Shark Nose. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty, yeah. Pretty epic. Right? Um, oh, the weird Volkswagen bug that's where you sit in the front. middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a spec racer. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's an actual, like, new Beetle. 
Yes. Yeah. As well, uh-huh. with a weird wing in the middle of the. Yeah, like right in the middle of the roof, like a sprint car. Yeah. So you're not downforcing one part of the car; you're downforcing the whole car. Yeah. Somewhat. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and lots of like home. There's a lot more like homebrew. It seems like there's more homebrew uh, aerodynamics. Yeah, a lot of plywood front splitters. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it, that's re- like everybody's like, no, we're not gonna make a carbon fiber one like yeah. we're gonna use plywood yeah it's gonna get broken anyway it's true yeah, yeah. yeah. we might hear more carpentry tomorrow yeah i kind of want to put a i re, i think the splitter is yes. the next move for the yes. for the maserati for definitely sure, some front is. down force would be very welcome yeah yeah, yeah. So, okay so anyway yeah so i'm excited for tomorrow I'm awesome sure we'll man. do another dispatch tomorrow but. definitely definitely all right yeah you sir need to go to sleep i need to go to sleep ian wow yeah. Ian, it's only 7.40 in our normal time zone. Yeah. Also, I think I'm coming off of uh, three consecutive bad nights of sleep. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, you go to sleep, buddy. Uh, juice cannot fix this. <laughs> we're beyond juice, Ian. <laughs> Ian, we're beyond juice. Yeah. Abandon juice protocol. Exactly. Mario. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Ian. Yes. Thanks for spending some time in bed with me. Of course, any time. Not a lot of people get to hear that. Well, you know, that's probably good for most people. <laughs> <laughs> Ian. Okay, so that was that was test and tune. Yes. Let's let's <clears throat> set up uh, race day one, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we also recorded our impressions from race day one. Yeah. So, um, you know, going into race day, obviously butterflies, uh, but also a lot of excitement. Uh, especially at the prospect of there being 105 cars in the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a track that's notoriously, you know, kind of um, dangerous and and, uh, and and fast and narrow in, in spots. So, um, yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting first day for sure. The one thing that we didn't cover in the recap was that uh, at the driver's meeting on, uh, on Saturday, they let us know that Basically, they don't do um, hot toes at Watkins Glen. Describe what a hot toe is. Right. So that's when uh, there's a disabled car or a car that's crashed or whatever. And, you know, everything's mostly fine. So they just dispatch a truck to tow it back to the pits. And a lot of times... what To the garage or to the pits? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, So like at Road America, what they would do is... And and they do this at at, uh, High Plains as well. And most tracks is they'll just have uh, a rolling flag at the flag station to let you know there'll be a local yellow, so no passing, you know, and kind of like reduce speed, uh, and then a, another flag uh, to let you know that there's uh, an emergency vehicle on the track or there's some sort of hazard immediately in front of, in front of you. And they'll just roll that around to the flag stations. Well, here, they only do tows. They will only tow a car under a full course caution with a safety car and the safety car and they'll only dispatch it out the the emergency vehicle out after the field is bunched up and you know when you're talking a hundred cars uh and the and the safety vehicle is doing 40 miles an hour uh the the safety car periods get crazy and then the restarts get really crazy um so that was the big thing to deal with on saturday and, I, and I, we'll talk about it but i think we had like like nine or ten safety cars it was crazy yeah yeah 
All right, so let's cut to race day one. Yes. Dave and Ian in bed again. <laughs> Ian. Yes, Dave. Ian, point your face towards the microphone. Oh, so sleepy. <laughs> so sleepy. Ian, yes. let's, let's talk about today. You had a fantastic day racing cars. I did have a fantastic day. Yes. We're team Clearcoat. We yes. came to Watkins Glen. Yes. We raced cars. You yes. drove. Um, yeah, so it's Saturday. Yep. Um, all of this is covered in whatever we're doing in yeah. the, blanket, the blanket porch. Exactly. Surely. But anyway, so today was really good. Um, nothing went around with the car. Yep. We didn't get into any sort Scraps. of shenanigans. There were probably eight yellow flags, eight, nine. Yeah. There were a lot of yellow flags today. There was a lot. A lot of laps under yellow. Yep. Um, and it, it kind of made it. So, like, in our class, in our class, which is D, um, we are typically not the not the fastest car, and right. certainly not here, because, one, we don't know the yeah. track, and two, there's just fast cars in our, in our class. Right. Some of the fastest cars in our class were about 10 seconds per lap faster. Yeah. Eight, eight to 10 seconds. Really? That yeah. fast? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um... We were hoping to use, you know, being that the Maserati started life as like a GT car. Right. It has a pretty big gas tank. Yep. And it gets pretty decent gas mileage. It, yeah, it's, it holds 22 gallons of fuel. Yeah. And um, so we were kind of hoping to use that and to it our is, advantage. It is the stock gas tank. It's not a fuel cell or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we were kind of hoping to use that to our advantage, but with, with all the yellows, it kind of made it so... Our hands were tied as far as strategy was concerned. Right. Um, which was a little frustrating. Um, but, you know, we made the most of it. We did. And um, we're still kind of in the discussion for a respectable fin- finish in class. Sure. We finished the day 38th overall. Yeah, which is fantastic. It, yeah. yeah. Out I, of 105 cars. Yeah. I'm very happy with that. And so I, I want to talk about that because the laps that we were turning were about... Uh, the the fast laps were uh, you and your uncle Craig each pulled a two twenty seven. Yep, his was just a touch faster two than yours. Hundredths of a second. Yeah, faster than yours. Yeah. Um, but this is all very late in the race. Yours was lap one hundred. His was lap one oh nine. Yep. Okay. Um. So, for the speed of lap that we're turning, that is maybe the uh, sixty, the mid sixtieth. Yep. fastest lap yep but yet here we are at 30 what place 38th so that just shows you right there in endurance racing consistency consistency staying out yep. there turning laps fast pit stops yep right and, yep. and and using the yellows today to do a driver change and conserve fuel and things like that really worked in our favor yep um, the, the only um the only problem we had today was during my stint was that the car the and you car guys didn't the car stalled on you during a yellow flag yeah you guys didn't really see it um but i was stationary for several minutes yeah um i was the the car stalled we had a, a weird issue where at really light throttle load um it it was not happy okay it would like sputter it or? would sputter it would backfire it would it would just it was not happy okay and um 
And so under the yellows, you know, you get the accordion effect behind the pace car. Yep, yep. And so you would get, especially in the back of the field, you'd basically be stopped. And the car, I was creeping along, and it just died. Okay, okay. Just died. And I couldn't get it restarted. Around the boot, right? Yeah, it was. I was in the boot, and I was um, headed downhill towards the toe. Okay. So climb out of the boot. Um, and it just completely died on me. Couldn't get it restarted. Wasn't, I wasn't able to pop start it or anything. Right. Um, and I was just sitting there and finally I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try it. Let's turn everything off. Right. Turn it back on. The windows PC fix. Fired right up. Okay. Okay. No idea. Yeah. So we thought maybe throttle position sensor. So we got that changed out. We'll see if that makes a difference. Oh, you guys did change that out today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I changed it, so hopefully it's not broken. I hope this isn't a rare <coughs> instance of you giving the car VWI-tis. I Right? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe you have to go snowboarding with it in your pocket to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but let's, let's cut to the chase. Let's talk about your experience in the car today while you were driving at, uh, you know, in anger. Yeah. On the track. So I went out... Was it under yellow when I went out? No. No. It was under green. It was um, was very crowded. Yes. Um, And I felt like I drove, you know, the first few laps just in my mirrors. I was just, I was just in my mirrors constantly just directing people around me. Right. um, As there are some very fast cars out there. There's some really fast cars and the track is fast. So you know, you, there's some parts of the track where the closing speeds, um, with slower drivers are, you know, to faster drivers are like 40, 50 miles an hour. So, so on the, on the front straightaway, on the longest straightaway, you're pulling what? 110, 115? No, it's about a hundred. Okay. Uh, just over a hundred. Okay. On the, on the front straight. And it's the fastest spot is after the S's. Oh yeah. Approaching uh-huh. the bus stop. Yep. And we're touching 120 there. Okay. Um, and what do you think of really fast cars getting to there? Oh, I, 140 probably. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... And then there's cars that are much slower, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's cars that are, you know, struggling to hit 100 up the, up the S's because that's right. a steep climb. It is. It is. Um, And you go blowing by people up there. And the struggle here is that, like, you know, I was, when I was talking to Dwayne and my uncle about this, uh, that, you know, I would catch people... Right. And think to myself, like, I barely know my line. (laughs) I certainly don't know, like, what the front wheel drive line is going to be for this particular corner. Right. So, you know, I, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to like go with confidence and, and, and pass someone in a sweeper when you don't know where they're going to end up. Right. Right. Um, So, and I know that, you know, I ended up you know, behind people that I didn't belong behind. Right. Because I just didn't know what to do. So, um, yeah. So like, but a couple of laps in, in traffic and that kind of cleared up and I was able to kind of get around people a little bit faster and, and start putting in some more consistent laps. Um, but then I had yellows and yeah, there was a, just a ton of yellows. You were fighting traffic a lot from the, from the sides. I could tell the laps that you were fighting traffic um, it seemed like you got your rhythm, uh, you ramped up pretty quick, uh, even, it, and for anybody who doesn't know, 
who is not sitting in bed with Ian and I right now, because that's where we are. Um, yep, exactly. That's a visual you didn't want. Ian has the hiccups. So I do have the um, hiccups. I'm, I'm not cutting any of them out of the podcast. Ugh. This is it. Um, so uh, what was I saying, Ian? Something about uh, you consistent. Yeah. So you, yeah, I, we had that. I had that long yellow. Yeah. And then uh, right after that, on the restart, I had a little bit of clean air. Yeah. Um, so over the races that I've seen you at, right, I've seen you at Lemons, I've seen you at Road America, and I've seen you here. These mm-hmm. are the three races that I've seen you at. Yeah. Um, you are getting way more comfortable driving in traffic. Yeah. And, and being, like, it, before, it, at, like, Lemons, say, and these are arbitrary numbers, like, in traffic, your lap would be, like, say, a 240, whereas clean, you would be 220. Right. Right? Here... Your so there's like a 20 second disparity when you're dealing with traffic, even over a shorter track like High Plains. Right. But here you are doing like 235 in traffic, yeah. And your fast laps, your fastest lap was a 227. Right. So that disparity is is really a lot less. You're handling traffic a lot better. You're you're defending your line in turn one. You, yeah. Yeah. You're heading in early. You're you know you're really. You're learning to drive in traffic quite well. Yeah, I felt more comfortable being aggressive in some spots of the track. But there were other spots where I really did still struggle, even at the end of the day. Like, um, in the on the, in the back section, it's hard to, to get a pass done cleanly. Um, like, in through eight and nine, that's okay. really, it's really difficult. So you kind of just have to... I ended up just kind of being patient and setting yeah. them up for the... Making sure I was close on the... Uh, through 10 and 11 so I could just right. get them on the front straight. Yeah. No, they, um, but but that kind of te- that kind of technique is what gives you consistent lap times when you're dealing with traffic. Like right. learning that patience and like not overcooking something, you know. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, figuring that kind of stuff out. No, yeah. you you're doing a splendid job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I w- I did get frustrated a lot of times though cuz I would get stuck behind traffic and I um unfortunately we don't have gopro footage of you and the car this yeah day. the 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 camera died on us but uh we'll get I it kept, tomorrow i kept uh uh getting stuck behind people coming out of the boot so i uh, coming out of the toe of the boot um i think that's turn seven and uh and just like yelling at the like, I want to choo choo. Let me choo choo. Let me choo choo. <laughs> yeah, because we do. I mean, we do. Once it's on boost, right? It's actually you know, you, you can kind of torque your way up those hills. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know, you you get stuck behind a three wide right civic festival and you can't do anything <laughs> three wide civic festival yeah. sounds like the worst band <laughs> i've ever heard yeah. <laughs> right but i mean that's what would happen because you'd get you know especially after the restarts you know those guys are jostling for, for position two right right and the restart i really got fucked on because yeah i mean i was stationary right so everyone went around me right and i had to catch back up to the field right and um and then I'm stuck behind all the traffic, all of the traffic. Right. And so at the, at the very end of your stint, we had a moment of serendipity mm-hmm. where we were, we were ready to put Craig in with what we thought was just enough fuel to finish out the last hour of the race. Yep. And, uh, it, we were not going to get a, a pit under yellow. Mm-hmm. So we we're just going to do a driver change, get him in and get out. 
And we thought that um, we might be able to get to fourth place if we did it just like that. Right. And it turned out we were um, we were competing with this Pontiac Grand Prix that is insane. Yeah. Insane. Like a 70s. Yeah, 70s Grand Pontiac Grand Prix that's still turning like 224s yeah. on the track. And so they had their fastest driver in. It was annihilating the track. Yep. Uh, but there was a yellow flag so we could get Craig, Ian, do fuel. There was a yellow flag as you were pulling into the pit lane. Yeah. Yeah, which was insane. And so we were able to give Craig all the fuel. So he, instead of going into like fuel saving mode, he could like really lay into it. And that's when he turned his fastest lap. Yeah. There was only two tenths of a second faster than yours. Two hundredths. Two hundredths of a, of a second faster than Actually. Yours. Actually, yeah. Two hundredths so, of a second. Right. Yeah. Uh, but fantastic. Yeah. So it, we were, uh, we were, but we, we still finished fifth. That was we're the all, only one that we got lucky on because everything right. else. Yes. We got boned. We got completely boned because what would happen is we were like for a lot, most of the day we were running fourth and, uh, the third, the first three cars in the class would, would, would be right past where this the safety car would come out. So they would right. basically get a free lap. Yeah. Yeah. Because the safety car would come out, we would and have to they, slow down. They would go fast until they caught up with the field. Right. So they would yeah. essentially get a free lap out. Right. And that happened three times. Yeah. Like yeah. within the first what, two hours? Yeah. Yeah. It happened a lot. Um but the so, they, it's going to be really interesting to see what tomorrow brings. Um it, there is more of a chance of rain tomorrow. There was a little bit rain um here and there uh today but it didn't really like coat yeah. the track no just a little bit of mist here and there mm-hmm. um yeah so i i don't think weather will be a factor uh, weather wasn't much of a factor today but it will be tomorrow um yeah i, I the, don't know the car held together really well it did we it did we didn't we didn't blow through um brakes at all right and yeah that was a huge difference between road america and here so i i think in the blanket fort we're really going to want to talk about like the differences on the car at yeah. road america versus watkins glint because i'm really surprised and then the the tires that we're using the hand cook ventus v 12s not the v12s yeah 24 is that what i can't V20? remember I we can V24. correct it in the blanket fort we'll figure it out uh but the 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 new tires that they're running are awesome like we ran all day or we yeah. ran uh what a two-hour session yesterday uh-huh yep and then we ran all day today seven hours today and all we're doing is swapping the fronts and backs yep and they yep. look they look really good yep so yep. um you know we're, we're really happy with that yeah so and i think you know i think craig and i both think that we have another couple of seconds in us yeah yeah i bet you do yeah so you're learning the track. You're d- getting better with, at dealing with traffic. Yeah, and I feel like the, I can live at that two thirty mark. Yeah, and yeah, be okay. Yeah, yeah. When we told you to save fuel, you laid down like a two twenty nine. Yeah, and I don't think we can tell you to save fuel. I was actually though. I was. I really was. I was. I was lifting and coasting into the corners. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just I figured out my line a little bit. Okay. And I figured yes. out too, like. Like the the one the one thing that we we talked about a lot last night and that I put into practice today was that that the third to, f- to fourth shift uh huh yeah like the it's the, a very laborious shift yeah the the synchros synchro in fourth is pretty weak so you have to you have to really kind of nurse it into fourth gear right and um and so you actually you end up losing so much time yeah with that shift that. 
it's almost better just to leave it in fourth fourth yeah come in a little bit lower in the rpm range right and you know the the boost comes on around 3200 rpm so you can kind of you can kind of get away with being out of boost for a half a second right and it's actually faster than doing the shift right so um yeah it's some of those little fine-tuning techniques are are you know it's hard to learn that stuff quickly but right they're coming i think yeah so. yeah they certainly are yeah yeah you're doing well man you're you're doing team clear coat proud except for hiccups and sleepy yeah yeah you're the sleepy one i'm tired but man yeah you need to go the fuck to sleep i do okay I do. I do. all right so we're gonna wrap it we'll okay. kick it back to those dashing individuals in the blanket fort yes hi dave hi ian hi future dave hi future ian yep that's right Tell us how the hoverboards are. Exactly. Do you brush your teeth with lasers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, Ian? Yes. Good job. Looking forward to tomorrow. Let's get some good sleep. Yep. There we go. Please get out of my bed. Okay. Bye. Bye. We love you. Ian. Yes. So, we're back. We are back. So, let's talk about race day two. Okay. All right, so this was the last day of the race. It was another seven-hour session. Yep. Um, yeah, and more than likely, we should have covered that this race was in two seven-hour sessions. <laughs> yeah, it was two seven-hour races, and they're technically, I think they were, like, scored separately, but then they had cumulative winners. Um, so let's not – let's skip to the, you know, skip to the chase here. We uh, won Class D on day two. We did. Uh, is crazy seeing how we had the slowest um, fastest lap for the team of any car in that class right Um, so we won on pit stops and reliability exactly exactly we over the course of the two days we spent the exact minimum amount of time off track as we possibly could have we had um, no pit stop longer than the um than the minimum five minute or the, uh, yeah, the minimum five minute, uh, refueling, um, window, which is, uh, in Chubb car and most of the grassroots motorsports things. If you've put fuel in the car, you're limited to a five minute pit stop because, uh, they want to make sure you're taking your time and being safe. Right. And if you're just doing a driver change, there's no limit on time. Correct. Yeah. So we had one instance on Saturday when we could, when we just did a driver change, um, because of uh, where the yellows landed and and you know and where we were with fuel, um, <clears throat> which I think was the right call at the time, but um, yeah, we we had our pit stops dialed. Um, we the car didn't miss a beat really until the last like three laps on sat on Sunday. Right. Um, so what happened was I was. Uh, passing another car that was in our class, um, this humongous Grand uh, Pontiac Grand Prix, like '73 Grand Prix or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. And uh, it was going very slowly. They were in limp home mode, <clears throat> and I I was going around it on a left hand corner. Use your hand <laughs> gestures on the camera. Ian. Oh yeah. So I'm approaching a left hand corner. So my eyes are off to the left as I'm going around it, and as I bring my my vision back over to the right to pick up the next corner, I noticed that the passenger side of my windshield is covered in water or fluid of some sort. And I was like, is this, and I had no idea if it was from my car 
or from the Grand Prix because it was going slowly. Right. And so I'm like checking d- gauges. Everything looks fine. The car's running fine. Everything's okay. Um, <clears throat> and I couldn't smell anything initially. Later, I started getting whiffs of, uh, of coolant, but I was also then, by that point, back in traffic. So I didn't know if it was someone else. Someone else. Um, and, you know, the temperature gauge was rock solid right where it was supposed to be. Car was running fine. And, you know, at that point, you guys were up already on the radio going like, yeah, congratulations, we made it. And I'm like, I don't know if we did. <laughs> and so I'm like freaking out in the car thinking that like this thing's like about to explode on me. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of start limping a little bit in the last three laps trying to take it easy. And uh, we lost, I think, one place because of that uh, overall. But we ended up um, second in Class D over the two days. Correct. Uh, first in class on Sunday, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, on Sunday we were also, what, 18th, 19th overall. 19th overall. Out of 105 cars in basically a car that was, I mean, uh, you know, we were, uh, I think, probably 10 seconds a lap, more than 10 seconds a lap slower than the fastest uh car out there you you are correct yeah so and that that's something that i want to talk about our fastest laps fell in like the lower 227s right yeah 227s they fell in the lower like i'm just doing some rough math here like from the stats that i saw 40th percentile of the cars right when when i looked at lap times overall fastest lap times we were we roughly had like the 60th or 65th fastest lap time okay yeah and so that that puts us in such a lower percentile but because we were so consistent we had such uh well executed pit stops we were able to finish 19th overall in in the race even though we were in that lower 40th percentile for an individual lap time and that just speaks to how much it comes down to just staying out turning consistent laps over and over again nailing your pit stops staying out of trouble exactly uh having a cool head Right, uh, not looking at the big picture instead of just individual battles and placement. Right, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So I mean that that kind of stuff really pays off, as is uh, shown in our results. Yeah, I mean we were our fastest lap was for I think all three of us had a two twenty seven at some point. Right. Is yeah. That yep, that is correct. Um, so we all had a two twenty seven at some point, and uh, I but we were able to put in. 228s, 229s really consistently. Um, so we were able to kind of drive at the maximum that, for, I don't know if it was our limit or the car's limit, probably ours, since we were <laughs> all three learning the track. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, that that's that's really a good sign, I think, you know, that we were able to just stay right at that, you know, sort of maximum potential for so long. And the car didn't break that we were on one set of tires the whole race. Um, I think we did. Oh no, we, uh, the we were one set of tires per day. No, 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 the whole race. The whole race. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so between st- yeah days one and two, race days one and two, we swapped the front and back tires. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was pretty great. Um, yeah. So, um, so for day two, like just kind of to to paint the picture. Um, a big change to the performance of the car we think might have had something to do with us switching to aviation fuel, right? Because we weren't able to get race fuel. Right. Yeah, we're not sure because it, it was also... So, 
it's a turbo car. And, uh, you know, Saturday we were choo-chooing pretty good up the, up the S's. Woo-woo! Yeah, which is a, a, a really, that's the most, like, iconic part of the, of the track at, at Watkins Glen. It's uh, 130 feet of elevation gain up turns two, three, and four. And, uh, you know, we could, like, pull quite a bit using the torque from the, from the turbo up, up the S's on Saturday and Sunday when by the time I got into it which is when we put the av gas in it just wasn't choo-chooing it quite as hard and I was uh, nearly 10 miles an hour slower approaching the bus stop which is the end of that uphill climb um, than I was on Saturday yeah for all intents and purposes the car sh- you guys should have been faster in the car on day two you're more familiar with the track right. there's less traffic on the track because there's been more attrition from cars failing Right. Yeah. Uh, I think what only sixty some odd cars finished the race. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was starting with one hundred and five or one hundred and six, and you know that's it. I mean that's forty percent. Um, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And and so it could have been aviation gas. It could have come down to some other things. It was warmer that day. Day right. two was uh, over ten degrees warmer at times. Uh, the sun was out. Uh, turbos heat soak. Um, there was no precipitation in the air except for like one tiny little spurt in the morning. And when there's that little bit of precipitation in the air, that moisture can hit the turbo intercooler and cool it down and uh, have, a, have a better effect. You, you ran with that, you know, on and off day one. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yep. Um, and then also it could be that, you know, tires were worn too. We were using used tires on, on day two. And the car did understeer uh, quite a bit worse on 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 Sunday than it did on Saturday. So it could be a combination of things. Um, but it it was, you know, it's a little frustrating when you know you can go when you have another second or two in you and then you don't get to actually explore that. Yeah. 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 Um, which was a little frustrating, but, but overall besides the tiny coolant leak right at the end, right. Which was not a critical failure. Yeah. It ended up being just a hole in uh, a hose failure, just a pinhole puncture. And it just was, had such pressure it was the the radiator hose coming from the blocks it was like under a lot of pressure and it was yeah. just spraying up through, yeah. the, through the louvers in the in the hood um up onto the windshield um but that was our only reliability issue yeah it really was so you know it, it was it was a great great weekend it was and yeah. i got to do a double stint on yeah on you did Sunday. you got, got to, to finish the race yeah i got to finish the race i got to take the checker it was a lot because I drove the second and fourth stint is basically uh, what that means and uh, I was you know I was tired but, and I was really stressed out those last three laps so I, I can't even imagine yeah because at that point you just want to bring the car home yeah you're worried that something's wrong with it right and I don't want to be the one who breaks it well, yeah, but I, I think in, in something like this, like unless you you drive the car into a wall, you're not going to be like blamed for something. Like right. whoever's at the helm doesn't really matter, you know, in endurance racing. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I still would have been upset. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. So I, there were a couple moments that I want to call out during day two as like my favorite moments, right? Okay. Um, one of them, uh, so your dad got into a scrap with a TVR, no, not a TVR, a Triumph TR7. Yep. Um, and there was some contact. Yes. And he came into the pits for fuel and driver change. We didn't know that there had been contact that didn't make it back to the radio. Right. 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 And so thankfully Dwayne being, 
the amazing crew chief that he is. Absolutely. He, he does a walk around inspection at every pit stop as you should. Right. And he's so methodical. He has this great, like just mental checklist of everything that he goes through. He's fantastic. Um, he, he noticed, he just said, you know, right front wheel needs to be replaced. Right. And uh, there's a picture of it on our Instagram. It's yeah. it was beat up, and it was I was surprised it was still holding air. But so we we were doing fuel. We recognized the tire needed to be replaced. Um, as soon as I was done fueling, gas cap back on. I grabbed the jack and jacked up the side of the car. I didn't even try getting to the front jack point. That's very hard to get to now because of where the exhaust exit the, exits the car. Right. And so I just I just instantly jacked up the car. And then while the car was in the air, you uh, they were doing the, the tire and wheel. Um, I ran to the back and undid the hood pins and did the, the ice in the chest for the cool suit, closed the hood, and by the I only had like an idle like five seconds before I needed to bring the car back down again and and then you were on your way. So we did we did fuel, we did a driver change. I turned on the GoPro for you, buddy. Yeah. Um we replaced a tire wheel all in under five minutes. It, uh, you had like a minute 45 left on the timer yeah. uh, before you left the pits. Yeah, and I didn't even know what was going on. I was getting belted in, which is no small feat because the, the, when I moved the seat up, the, the belts are shorter yep. me, effectively. Yep. So uh, it's hard to get the lap belt tight in the car. Um, but So I'm like struggling with the belts to get belted in. And my uncle said something about the car being jacked up. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, we're, uh, the car got jacked up at some point. I don't even know what was that. I didn't even know why or what was happening. Right, um, right. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, you're the driver. We're putting you in the car. Like everybody has their silos that they need to focus on in those kinds of situations. It's not like you could really do anything. No. But, I mean, it does. it is nice to know that you're getting a fresh tire on the right inside you know the right front that would have been good information yeah yeah um but yeah it was it was um it was a really good like i, I the the race win on sunday absolutely belongs 100 percent to the work that my dad and uncle did on the car yes for the last however many months yeah I, I really a few years of getting it dialed in uh, reliability wise and Dwayne. Definitely. Like, the, that race win belongs to those three. Dwayne this weekend and my dad and uncle in the last, you know, over three years now of, of working on that car and getting it reliable. Because without without those pit stops or without the reliability, there's zero chance we would have won. Even with the best driver in the world at the behind the wheel, it would not have happened. Um, you're, you're exactly right. And I think your dad had a good point in that he said... Um, that there's not a lot of people that take them seriously out there. They they kind of like they smile because they like seeing a Maserati out on the track, and it's like, oh man, like those are crazy. And and anybody that has owned one says the day I bought it was amazing, and the day I sold it was amazing <laughs> because they were so happy to get rid of it. Right. But um, but I, I think you we do have like a, a an underdog status, which has been nice to kind of thwart, you know? Yeah, and it's also you know the nice nice to have low expectations to live up to you know i mean the, the, the fact that we were mid-pack in our class on saturday you know i didn't feel too bad about that because we were we got screwed by like every full course yellow yeah except for one right you know, uh out of ten uh, right so uh, you know uh, we, we we were we were in it on saturday and then 
you know, as evidenced by the fact that we took second overall over the two days. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. So, uh, another one of my favorite moments was when, uh, Dwayne had to go to the restroom and he handed me the radio and I, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't talk on the radio, uh, very much, uh, at all. This was the first time that Dwayne's, I, Dwayne's the crew chief. Yeah. And so rightfully he kind of owns the radio. He is the conduit of communication. Yes. Yep. And that, that's as it should be. So you have a consistent, you know, uh, channel of communication with the, with the driver and you can kind of develop a, a, a communication. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. A protocol and a standard. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, he had to run to the restroom. Ian was out on the track under yellow. And so I hopped on the radio and the very first thing I said was, hi Ian. And all I hear back in the radio is, oh God. <laughs> and so, uh, so talking to Ian, because I could just, I could just hear his, uh, his, oh God, before, before <laughs> I even, uh, before I even said anything. And at first in the garage, in the pits, they weren't going to let me talk to you. Yeah. I had, I, I had to, I had to fight to get the radio and, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what was the reason given? Because it's me and you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was glad to hear you. Right. Uh, I was like, I but I was also nervous because I was like, "Well, I'm gonna. This is this is happening now." Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, great, Dave's at the helm. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, I and I, I certainly would never pull anything like that if you weren't under yellow or right, anything. Right. Yeah, because like this is some serious stuff. Like, just come on when you're in the middle of a turn. Hey, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight? <laughs> we should write FMK cars. Do you think they sell taffy in downtown Watkins Glen? Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I wanted to talk about the food at the track at Watkins Glen. Oh yeah, you got your track pierogi. I got yeah, I got a track pierogi. So the the food concession area had pierogies fried in onions. Uh, hello, yeah. Um, they had vanilla bread pudding bites that were amazing. This is only like the sixth time I've heard about this, guys. Y- yeah. And, oh, uh, I forgot to tell you. They have they had something called a Glen dog, a hot dog. Oh. Okay. So uh, it, I didn't get one of these, but I had to ask what it was. So it was a hot dog with Cheez-Its crumbled up and spread over it. And Oh, because they're a title sponsor of the track. Yep. Right. And macaroni and a scoop of macaroni and cheese thrown right on the hot dog. No, no, thank you. Thank you. On the record, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So th- those were my two favorite moments from, from race day two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So other than us having to strap down the hood because the hood pins are starting to pull off of the body of the car. Yeah. Um, they're starting to pull through the sheet metal, as is a recurring theme on anything Italian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, because I think it was uh, it's phyllo dough and pasta that, <laughs> that actually makes up the body of the car. Yeah, it's just lasagna. It's yeah. made out of lasagna, <laughs> exactly. just exactly. layers of lasagna. Yeah. So um, yeah, so so we had to take a ratchet strap over the hood of the car and duct tape the ratchet stra- strap down, that was, and that was more just in the interest of not letting that those hood pins fail anymore. Because right. while they still were holding down the hood, it was starting to wobble at speed. Yep. And uh, we didn't want it flying up and blocking your view because that's a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's terrible. So we so we had the ratchet straps over the hood. That and a wheel and tire because of the collision. And yep. that, I mean, that's... And the, and the hose failure. And, right and a hose end. failure, yeah. But yeah. None of it really... None of it affected our race in any way because we did the ratchet strap 
uh, between day one and two. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the wheel, we, uh, like you said, we, we took care of um, in like a minute. Literally right. a minute. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was, it went as smoothly as it possibly could have for a 35-year-old Italian car and a bunch of amateurs. So, yeah. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was a great weekend. It was awesome. I had a fantastic time. So, uh, so as, as far as like looking forward with the car, I think that there are some upgrades in order for the car itself, but only really when it comes to uh, like some handling and some aerodynamics. Yeah. Now that they have the reliability handled, it's yep. nice that, you know, now that, you know, because before I think last year and definitely the year before when we were talking about what we could do to improve the car, it was all about drivability and reliability and now that those things have kind of been dialed in, there's a few driver comfort things that could be addressed. But for the most part, it's just now finding speed, finding more more performance. Um, the car, the handling characteristics of the car, you know, I've talked about this before. It's a little challenging because it moves around in, in, in braking zones, which makes it hard to go like really wheel to wheel with somebody because you don't know if you're going to wander. You don't. You, right. At least I try not to wander into people and I... So I get a little nervous going when people are really close to me, I'll, I'm more inclined to back off. Um, cause I don't know if I'm going to, you know, like I said, wander into the side of a BMW. Right. Um, uh, and then, you know, it turns in really well, but then it goes to understeer it. There's mid corner understeer. Uh, and then once you're, but once you're back out, it has really great traction on the way out. So it's just that mid corner push. We could we could carry another like if we could find another five ten miles an hour at the apex, it'd be amazing. You know that's a huge amount of lap time, right? Um, and then obviously more power would be nice. But, right, right. Uh, it's not it's not the fastest car. Um, yeah. So so that uh, aerodynamics and downforce at the front. Yeah. Or you know you were saying you know sway bars. Um, Soft. I would I would soften up the sway bar on the front if it has one. Right, and yeah. then and then you know fine. It has no sway bar in the back. Right. So even I would just, leave that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Dwayne was saying maybe a sway bar in the back. I don't know. Um, I I would think that that might make the braking characteristic even more pronounced because the back the rear gets really light uh, under braking. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good enough at car setup to know. I can just tell him what it does. Right. And that's that's the role of Dwayne to translate that into a tangible action, right? Or a tangible right. part to put on the car. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, that can, that's going to be the development over the summer. It will be, you know, some, some of that stuff. They have a lot of, it, with the way that the jump car rules are now, they have a lot of, uh, um, wiggle room yeah, yeah they have room for upgrades they, they do they do they have room for upgrades and i think it would be nice to not be stressed out about how that being six seconds a lap slower than everyone else in your in your class and you know having having to have things go your your way to win would be would be a nice luxury true true so yeah, yeah. awesome man uh, you did a fantastic job driving thanks um, and you you did a great job Crewing as always. Oh and well, thank mothering. you. Th- thank you. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things was that they had a pit bike there, so it you was were loving that pit bike. Oh man, I put like seventy miles on that pit and bike. It was, also, it was one of the, it's. It was my uh, my aunt's uh, cruiser, and uh, it had a really great bell on it. Yep. And it's one of those bikes that like 
you can't as soon as you get on it, your elbows just go out. Yep. And you ride yep. it jauntily. You can't not be jaunty on that bike. Yep. Yeah, you you hop on I mean, that's what bicycles are for, in my opinion, is a smile factory. Right. And that bike lives up to it. Absolutely. It was great. Yeah. And it had a little basket, so you we know, could was, portage stuff. Yeah, I had like my my Hans device and my, my racing shoes in there. Yep. And I was driving around with it. It was great. I put my Nespresso in there and took it to the track side on day two. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, I had to fashion my own uh, espresso cup because I forgot those. Yes, you should look at that on Instagram. And it's great. Uh, the, oh, the people in the pits next to us were fantastic. Our, our friends with Rooster Racing. Yeah, they uh, had the, the neon. Um, I think they had, I don't know where they ended up finishing. But they finished. They did finish. They had, you know, some growing pains. I think this was their first chump car race. It was. Uh, so, yeah, they were, they were on a learning curve for sure. Yeah, but um, did very well. And they were... Super nice. They saw us um, going into the lodge at uh, Watkins Glen, which is a really famous like bar and grill uh, right outside Watkins Glen, and um, and uh, they were staying there because it's a it's also a hotel. And they saw us going in, knew we were uh, you know in the same pit family, yeah, pit pit mates, and uh, invited us over and put a beer, put free beer in our hand, and put sausages. In our mouths. Yep, potatoes, fantastic oh, potatoes. The potatoes and sausage were, were legit. Right, day. right. And the chicken. And chicken. the barbecue chicken was fantastic. Yeah. 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 So if you, those guys are listening, first of all, sorry. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for feeding us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was drinking espresso, uh, I, I I was I was just kind of talking to them, right? And I had my little espresso cup. Out of, made out of a water bottle and yeah. duct tape and you know I, I have my pinky up and as you do and the guy that was on the grill yeah. uh, at, at the lodge uh, he was like put your pinky down <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like I'm sorry this just happens I can't I can't control it I can't get it just you try uh, uh. yeah yeah That's so awesome. yeah so we had a gr- we had a great time talking to them they were fantastic so uh, also, they gave me sunblock because I didn't think it was sunny, uh, going to be sunny. The weather, yeah, the weather was overcast, and I, Sunday was supposed to be one hundred percent chance rain. When we got on the plane on Thursday, it yeah. said one hundred percent of precipitation, one hundred percent chance of precipitation on Sunday, and it was supposed to be raining all weekend, basically. Yeah, which and we weren't it, too jazzed about. No, and it bare, it it drizzled on us. Friday and Saturday a little bit, and that was it. Yeah, there was just one tiny little speck of Saturday, of Sunday when there was like you know just a tiny bit of mist. That was it. Yeah, yep. it was great. All sun weekend. was out. It was fantastic. But they they gave me sunblock, which means that they basically saved my life. That's true. Yeah, that's so, true. So thank you. Yeah. Um, should we do some FMK cars and wrap it up? Pardon me, I'm burping. We should definitely do some FMK cars and wrap it up. And also get to a place in the airport where it's cooler because oh this is God. insane. It's, it's like yeah. 100 degrees over here. Yeah. Um, you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll explain FMK cars and then you go first. Sounds great. FMK cars is a game that Ian and I invented when I was bored at a conference in Los Angeles. And if I work with you and you're listening to this, I wasn't bored at the conference. I was doing my job. <laughs> FMK cars is a game based on that classic game, Fuck, Mary Kill. F means you hit it and quit it. You drive. That means you drive it for a day. M means you marry it. It's your daily driver. Put a ring on it. And K means you kill it. You crush it immediately. Correct. <laughs> and there's so we no, present nothing witty for that one. We <laughs> team clear coat podcast. There's nothing witty for that one. <laughs> um, so uh, then we present each other with three cars, and you have to decide. FMK. 
Uh, so Ian, hit me with your FMK. Okay. Unsurprisingly, this is going to be themed from cars that were at the Trump car race. So these are going to be uh, cars that were at, that participated in the race, and you are going to have to basically live their theme. Oh, okay. 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 So right. the first one, the cough, the French Roasters Peugeot 405. Oh, I love that car. I love that car. It was fantastic. Seeing a Peugeot out there was fantastic. It was great. It wasn't out there a lot, but... So here, here's here's what it is. You have unlimited uh, French roast coffee beans. What? But everything in your life is exactly as unreliable as the Peugeot 405, including you. Oh, no. You're talking about my down parts. I am. Ian. <sighs> okay, moving on. The second one. So the uh, the title sponsor for the race was a, uh, a <laughs> was a was a hot dog uh, manufacturer <laughs> maker hot dog provider producer so, yeah sausage Ex- executive producer sausage producer I'm not Solens sure. yeah Solens S A and they had three RX sevens yep um, the team their race team had three RX sevens second generation RX sevens yep. And, and they were all kind of set up the same. That one was themed ketchup, one was themed mustard, and one was themed charcoal. It was pretty, pretty yeah. fantastic. So this is the Salins ketchup RX7, which was the fastest of the three. You have unlimited sausages for life, but every mechanical device you own—drills, cars, ice maker—are exactly as loud as a race prepped rotary engine. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's loud. Yeah, those cars screamed by. Yeah, yeah they are rotaries without an exhaust, uh, without mufflers on them, are really loud. And it's not a sound that you would think is like classically beautiful. Right, right. Like like a grunty V eight, you know. Yeah. Like the port, the, there was a nine twenty eight in the yeah. field that was in our class actually, and that thing sounded so good. It did, and and that Fox Body Mustang number seventeen sounded amazing, but. Rotary sounds like a bunch of hornets um, performing coitus with, uh, I, I don't know, maybe like an impact wrench. Right, yeah. And it's one of those things that like you hear it and you, your first reaction is, wow, that's amazing. And then like the on lap 100, you're like, make it stop. Yes, exactly. That is exactly right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so the third one, there was... Of course. It was a chump car race, so there was a lot of uh, E30 3 Series BMWs. Yeah. So the third one is the Polizei-themed BMW E30 3 Series. You impersonate a German police officer all the time, and everything in your life is exactly as reliable as that, th- as that 3 Series. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to F the coffee roasters Peugeot 405. Uh, and I will be unreliable. This is Dave turning down unlimited coffee beans for life, folks. Right. So then I'm going to, I'm going to go all in on marrying the BMW E30 Polizzi and I will impersonate a German police officer. I will order people to give me coffee. (laughs) And then I I have to kill the Solens uh, ketchup RX-7. Yeah, I think you've chosen exactly correctly. That's exactly what I would do. Because, yeah, a rotary, a race prep rotary engine in every appliance in your house, you, you would be deaf inside of a week, I think. Yes. Ian's in the bathroom. I'm just going to say, Ian, did, Ian, you did a fantastic job. 
racing this weekend. I'm really proud of you. You, uh, yeah, you, you proved yourself to be a fantastic race driver. Once again, as, as I know, um, it is, I'll go on record saying it is no surprise to me that you are able to consistently perform, uh, really well in a race environment. And I'm proud of you, buddy. And, uh, I'll, I cannot wait to do more races with you. Okay. FMK cars. Yeah. This one's called getting there is half the battle or all the battle. Oh God, I hope it's worth it. Okay. In this one, you have a track. You have a means of getting to the track and the car for that track. Okay. All, this is the only track experience you can have. Okay. These are the only track days. So first up, we have High Plains Raceway, our lovely track nearby. Yeah. It's within driving distance of Denver and you can drive there anytime you want. Okay. Your car is a Honda Civic SI with the space ball shifter. Oh, okay. The little fourth uh, gen hatchback. Yeah, it's a great car. Right, okay. Uh, second, Road America. Okay. You can only travel there in a small prop plane piloted by me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, I, I'll take pilot's lessons. I'll get my license. Okay, all right. Right? Yeah. But you have to spend some pretty close time with me the whole way there. I mean, that's fine. I just hope that you don't get hungry or tired along the way. Yeah, I doubt that would ever happen. Or, like, feel motivated to talk about feelings. <laughs> yeah. Now that I have your attention, <laughs> by which I mean you, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can't jump out. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what makes this podcast great, though? That we could both jump out at any time? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ian? Your car for this uh-huh. is that weird spec beetle that we saw at the Chump Car race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was a tube frame, and it, it didn't it had a. It was a liquid cooled, uh, like Jetta engine, like a two liter Jetta engine, naturally aspirated. But then it was. It looked like a classic beetle body, but it was just fiberglass, and it had a central driving position. It was pretty crazy looking. It wasn't yeah. that fast. Right. wasn't that fast, uh, and I mean, it's made for a specific race series, so it was just kind of, you know, there, and uh, and somebody had that car already, but uh, you sat in the middle. Yeah. It was really cool. It, it was super cool. I, I think an automotive bucket list item for you and I is to drive something with a central pr- driving position at some point in our lives besides a go-kart. I agree. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's your car, Road America, prop airplane. Okay? okay. Lastly, Laguna Seca. You can only get there by taking a two-day train ride. There's no sleeper car. Okay? Your car is the Porsche 928 chum car that we saw. Oh, yeah. That thing was awesome. And uh, are we going to pretend that magically the sound restrictions at Laguna Seca aren't going to apply to that car? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Um, man. FMK. Okay. So I think, and I'm, I'm going to tread lightly here because I am going to kill the beetle and you flying me to road America because here's the, here's my thinking on this. That car was not that fast. So I don't know how fun it would be at road America. Okay. Um, and the other two are just too cool. So I'm going to marry the Civic and High Plains because going there whenever you want, and that's a, that would be a, a, a car that would be plenty fun 
at High Plains. You know, that slow car, fast sort of, uh, sort of thing. Um, okay. And then I'll do, I want to do the 928 of Laguna Seca once at least. Um, and, you know, I can survive two days on, in a, you know, in steerage class on a train to do that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I think you chose well. Yeah. What would you do there if I was going to be the pilot? I, I I think I would I would marry the the Honda at High Plains. Yeah, and I think I would uh, I would kill the Porsche at Laguna Seca. Oh, okay. And I would I would love to just drive that Beetle one day at Road America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just from looking at the layout of Road America, I think the Beetle there would be more interesting and weird, which is what I want for one day versus right. good, right? Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's let's wrap it up, Ian. So let's do that. Um, catch. Yeah. I, I we both want to thank your dad, Eric. Yeah. Uh, your uncle, Craig. Yep. Dwayne, the crew chief. Yep. Yeah. And Chris, uh, the, other, the other crew Chris, member, our, our buddy Chris. It was it, it was fantastic getting to know you, Chris. I, I'm really thankful that we could meet. I look forward to doing more races with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, we kind of came from all corners of the country. We were, yeah. you know, Minneapolis area, rural Wisconsin, Alabama, Denver. Uh, and the fact that we were able to just kind of like, you know, get in together and, uh, you know, with really very little prep end right. up winning our class on, on Sundays is pretty great. So Yeah, it was like a uh, like a um, Ocean's Eleven with a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> sure and we're not going to assign actors to people that would not go well no it wouldn't yeah because no one would be george clooney <laughs> no but uh you know yeah huge thanks to your dad you would um, be brad pitt only because you were all constantly eating <laughs> that's right yeah he's always eat. yes yes uh yeah huge thanks to your dad yeah um, yeah, it was it was fantastic, and I I wouldn't trade this experience for just about anything, you know. Yeah, it yeah. was it was it was fantastic. So, uh, a lovely way to spend Memorial Day weekend, I would say. Yeah, it was, and uh, yeah, I mean, what what else can we say? I think we say, uh, you know, you can check out all of our documentation on on all that at teamclearcoat.com. There you and go. And find all our other particulars. Uh, follow us, recommend us to people, and uh, we love you. Goodbye. Bye.